Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to another episode of The Musafir. Today's session is going to be a little bit different because we won't be discussing anything from Islamic history. Instead, I'll be talking about something that has been on my mind lately. We each go through trials and tribulations and each of us face hardships that are unique to us. Every single person has a different threshold for how much they can handle. That's something that's very important to understand. Every single person has a different threshold for how much they can handle. So it is incorrect for any of us to say to another person that their problems are not valid. Each person's state, whether it's physical, emotional, or spiritual, is inherently different. Therefore, what seems small to you could be very significant to somebody else, and what seems significant to you could be minuscule to somebody else in a different position. So my point is, no one should be telling anybody off for problems that they haven't experienced. Today, we're going to talk about the many hardships that people go through, and what I believe needs to be highlighted about society's outlook on certain things. People often make the grave mistake of assuming that mental health-related concerns are secondary or not important. People will take a fever, a cough, or a broken arm very seriously, but they'll shrug off anything related to the mind simply because they can't see it or they aren't experiencing it. This is wrong and incorrect because the inner is just as important as the outer. This applies to almost anything and everything in life. You cannot simply have a nicely maintained exterior without dedicating as much time to polishing the interior. The perfect proof of this is that in order to have your ibadah or your acts of devotion be accepted, you can't simply just go through the motions with your body you also have to take that inner intention, that niya, and that intention is done inside our hearts. It doesn't matter how many times our body bends and bows forward into prostration without that inner intention. So the same principle needs to be applied here, where we should take that growing issue of mental health concerns, that inner aspect, very seriously. We live in a day and age where there has never been a more severe need to educate ourselves and become more aware on mental health related concerns. As a Muslim, I believe that I can say that our community is severely lacking in this department. There are so many people, young and old, who feel unheard, lonely and depressed. There are young brothers who feel like they have no one to talk to, no friends to turn to and they still put on a strong face. We have sisters who go through so many pressures, so much pressure is placed upon them and they still fight to carry on. May Allah help every single one of us and grant us strength because there is no might and no power except that which comes from Allah, which as we know translates to la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Unfortunately, so many people are told off for having any sort of anxiety, depression, or grief in their lives. They have to face statements 
like you aren't close to your deen or you need to have more faith in Allah or you should be more grateful. These statements do more harm than anything else. The notion that every person who is emotionally out of sorts is distant from their religion is completely false. A great contemporary scholar from Yemen, who I have a lot of respect for, named Habib Khadim, may Allah preserve him, says the following. Not every expression of sadness, grief, or fear is purely related to weak faith. There may be times where Allah gives this state to a person to help them. For example, if a person has no fear of anything, this could be a problem because such a person would not be able to take defensive measures that are necessary in order to protect themselves. Similarly, there can be states of sadness, grief, or even anxiety that can be sent by Allah as a blessing and as a mean to uproot and tend to that person's grievances so that they can fully recover. Had they not felt that sorrow and understood it, it could have led them to something worse. This is such a great reminder and, and something that provides a lot of hope, knowing that these things don't mean that you're far from your religion. It could be a blessing in disguise from Allah to fulfill a greater purpose. And he carries on by giving, giving an example from the Prophet's life, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his son Ibrahim passed away in infancy. May Allah be pleased with him. And the Prophet was so hurt and so, so grieved by this that he would cry profusely and tears would stream down his cheeks. And the people seeing their master crying like this, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, were so so moved. It was a very emotional and intense moment for them. People seeing, seeing Rasulullah crying like that. However, this grief that the Prophet ﷺ was experiencing wasn't due to the displeasure in divine decree. It wasn't due to a displeasure in Allah's plan. It was an expression of mercy, a sign of a healthy human emotion. And Rasulullah is the best example. He is our example. We follow him. And this shows us that feeling these emotions or certain emotions that fall under that category of mental health related concerns where you're feeling anxiety or depression or any form of grief does not mean that you're far from your Lord. And this was a beautiful reminder by Habib Khadim. May Allah preserve him. So Alhamdulillah, there is more awareness being brought forward in the Muslim world, in the Middle East, the subcontinent, North Africa, and the Far East, and that's great. It's a good sign, and I hope that it carries on gaining momentum. As I previously mentioned, everyone has a different level or threshold for what they can bear. Allah, who is closer to us than our jugular vein, knows better than we do how much we can handle. And that thought alone provides such great comfort to the heart. 
knowing that Allah won't test us beyond what we can bear. I was once talking to a very good friend of mine a couple of months ago, a friend who's very near and dear to my heart, who I love very much. And he was telling me about the difficulties in his life and vice versa, I was telling him the same. And he said something that was really profound and it touched my heart. He talked about the two verses of the Quran Indeed, with hardship comes ease. And it's a verse that's repeated twice. Indeed, with hardship comes ease. Allah really wanted us to know this and that provides so much comfort to me. And the thing that he pointed out, my friend pointed out to me, was the word ma'a. Mim ain in the Arabic language, ma'a means with. So indeed, with hardship comes ease. The verse is not fa'inna ba'dul usri yusra, which means indeed after hardship comes ease. Instead, it is fa'inna ma'al usri yusra, that with the hardship, Allah gives us the glad tidings that ease will be with us. And that is such a beautiful reminder from our Lord. Alhamdulillah. So, the thing that I want everybody to take away is that speaking about mental health and raising awareness on this subject is a good thing and it needs to be done and it needs to carry on uh, gaining momentum because the Muslim community is lacking in this department, unfortunately. So many people go through issues that should be discussed and Unfortunately, they are just swept under the rug. So I pray that Allah provides ease to everybody who needs it and gives us strength. And inshallah, we can battle this stigma as a community. Inshallah.